What's up, family? Today is March the 2nd, 2020. Well, here we go again. I want to take these next few moments and pass on a little information to my brothers and sisters. Yes, we're in March. Here we go. The third month of 2020. I want to take this time and talk a little today on a book. It's called The Fall of America. The book is by Elijah Muhammad. The book was published back in 1973. 1973. We're looking at a book that's 47 years old. We'll be, yeah, 47 years old this year. And the same things that are happening back in 73 when the book was written are the same things that are happening now, it seems like, at a greater pace in 2020. 47 years later, we're still looking at the same old, same old situations that's going on. I know a lot of people are afraid of the name Elijah Muhammad. Mr. Muhammad passed away back in 1975. I believe it was 1975. And still today, that name people are still afraid of. And that goes for blacks, whites alike. And it's sad because you have so many black people that are afraid of Elijah Muhammad. Elijah Muhammad was a little, he was a little, he was a small man, but he had a very, very powerful message. And our brothers and sisters today are scared to even listen to his videos. I'm sorry, watch his videos or even listen to the message that he put out. And the message is only to help you advance as a person and advance as a black person. But a lot of people are afraid still of Elijah Muhammad and the man's been dead now for 45 years. But the thing about it all, my brothers and sisters, when you have a powerful message, it always lives way beyond your years. And Mr. Muhammad has a very powerful message and his messages are still living today. A lot of people don't like to put or even discuss black history and put in the name Elijah Muhammad. But he, Elijah Muhammad wrote the book, The Fall of America. When you read this book, you understand all the things that's going on, even today, even though this book was written in 73, because it's the same things that apply today. The same mistakes that black folks have been committing are the same mistakes that they continue to commit in 2020. Here's a passage. This is from uh, chapter three. This is a message that I've been talking about for a long time myself. This particular title is entitled, I'm sorry, this particular title for chapter three is called Self First 
self first. It says self first. We, the black people in America, do not think for self first. Failing to think for self first is the greatest mistake we, the poor black people, who are up from servitude slavery of the fathers can make. But for the slave masters, children, our failure to think for self first is wiser than anything their fathers could hardly dream of in their day and time. Self first. Chapter number two. This is a uh, this is a paragraph two. Self first. In over 100 years, we, the black people, have not learned to think for self first. This is due to the fact that we try to think sometimes for the benefit of the slave master. Some something to make him smile at the freed black slave. Chapter three, trying to win the love of the white slave master has been our, the black people, greatest mistake. Now it comes, I'm sorry, now it has become our gravest, grievous mistake. To have love for them, the white race, means that fire of hell that God has heated is being heated up for both. You who love the devil and the devil too. Now, when you take from that first chapter, those first three paragraphs in that first chapter, that chapter three, Black people are still in love and still think of others before they think of themselves. They think more about the white man's issues and make sure that he's safe than they think of their own self. And the sad thing about it, that type of thinking, it goes along with that type of teaching that you pretty much inspire your own kids to feel like they need to look out for him before they look out for themselves. Self first. When are we going to do self first? Do black people even care about themselves? Some say they do, but sometimes it ain't about what you say. It's your actions that you put behind it. This particular book has some good chapters in it. Uh, I have a chapter uh, Washington, D.C. speeches, uh, May 29th, 1959. Dawn of a new day. That's chapter two. And then you have chapter number three, where I just read from. Self first. Chapter number four, the black man. Chapter number five, under the shadow of death. Chapter number six, babies murdered. This is an awesome book, my brothers and my sisters. It's got 27 chapters. And I think each and every chapter in this book is very intriguing. 
It's something to give you thoughts on thinking when you're thinking about doing something for yourself. Actually, the chapters are not really that long. You're looking at pretty much 62 different chapters in this particular book. I think if we take the time, like I say, chapters aren't that long. But I think if we take the time and try to understand our beings as far as being in America and what are we here for, we can easily go on with, yeah, you know, we're, we're God's children. We're the first people on earth and all that would be true. But the thing about God's people and the first people on earth, where have you come from, from the day that you were put on this earth to today? Where are you going? If you don't start to love self first, like do for self, you got to do for self because the book also states black folks need to do for themselves. You have to start creating businesses. You got to emphasize this over and over and over and over. You have to start creating businesses in order for your future to grow in order for your children's future to grow. If you're not going to create, then you must teach them to create. This is a world that's based on grouping. They'll never tell you that. But all you got to do is open up your eyes and you will see people are grouping up with their own. Not to say that they like you or they don't like you, but they're grouping up with their own. In businesses, what do you see? The groupings. You see a lot of Hispanics grouping up with their own. You see Asians grouping up with their own. You see white folks grouping up with their own. Black people, you are not grouping up with your own. You are separating and you find it more suitable to separate than to group up with your own. The problem is a lot of you will listen to this or I will post it. And a lot of you will say, oh, the cover is nice. But if you're just looking at the cover and you're not listening to the message. Then it does you no good. Because the key is to listen to the message. I've put out the last several ones I've put out. Eh, I don't think I received the type of response that I probably thought I should have. But then again, I understand why. But on this particular message, the response should be a little bit greater if you understand the things that I'm saying. The fall of America. The fall of America. Look at the government. First of all, I always felt that the government, we had too many people in government. Too many people in government and not really enough people actually caring about the people or the laws that uh, govern this country. It's like we'll break the law and we will rectify the law to benefit us when we feel like it. I'm not talking about black folks. Black folks, you break the law, your punishment chances are is going to be at least one and a half to two times greater than say somebody else. But 
this is a country with way too much government. And now we're at that point in time where it's time to get ready to elect another so-called leader of this country. If you really look at the leadership of this country, what leaders, I will tell you, Reagan was probably the best president that we've had in a long time that actually made made America fearless and made America not the way they say make America great, made America strong, let's say, made America strong. Great Greatness is, is something that uh, this country really doesn't know anything about it because it's too much hate that goes on with the different groups towards other groups. So you're never going to be great when you keep on hating. So you can get that. Strong is one thing. Great is another. Ronald Reagan is probably the best president. He's done he's done a lot of things for the uh, self-defense for the uh, defense department, defense companies. And Obama might have stabilized. But Reagan did for his people. There's a difference. Obama didn't do anything really for his people. He's done some things and a lot of people look at it. And when you say those things, they like, well, what, you know, well, he did this. Well, what did he really do is the key question. What did he really do? He really didn't do as much as he could have done. But when you say these things, people get mad at you as if you're talking about a man who so-called done things. In reality, he really didn't do as much as he could have done. So when people are saying these things, you have to do your own homework. Unless you're doing your own homework, you're never really going to know when you just listen to what other people tell you that someone else has done. That's why it's best to do your own homework. And that's why if you're not trying to read books, you feel you don't have time to read, then maybe you should try to buy some audio books and listen while you Driving home from work or driving wherever you may be driving or maybe even if you're just sitting at your desk, if you have a job and take some time off and listen to what's being done in this world. Because a lot of people don't understand what's actually going on in this world. They're too busy looking at the Netflix or looking at whatever they're looking at on television. And I would tell this to my brother's. Uh, My brothers and sisters, you need to get out of watching so much television. It's not good for you and you're not really learning anything. But this particular book, The Fall of America, is a powerful book. If you continue to just let others walk all over you, what does that say about you as a person? If you continue to let people walk all over you. My brothers and my sisters, you have to start taking control of your own life. You have to stop waiting for somebody else to provide you with a job because no one's going to give you anything. And as far as a job is concerned, if you're not trying to build jobs for yourself, you look at the next 10 to 15 years, it could get very, very scary 
out here in America. Because America is not trying to provide jobs. America is trying to delete jobs. Not only are they trying to delete jobs, they're trying to downsize the people. They'll never tell you this, but if you open up your eyes and you see the signs, if you look at the Bible, you will see these things. If you ask God to give you understanding of what you're reading in the Bible, he will be glad to uh, to give you the, the, the vision of what he's talking about, what the Bible really means. But if you only pick up your book when you go to church and let somebody else read it to you and you never read the chapter, you just walk around with it like you're really into something. You're never going to even understand the same book that everybody uses and everybody interprets different. But the only true interpretation comes from God himself. And if you ask him for it, he will actually give you the true meanings of what that book is all about. There's so many books out there that label themselves Bibles. You, you have to be very, very wise when you pick it up one. If you don't have one, you have to be very, very wise when picking up one. But you have to ask for God to give you insights as to what's going on. And like I say, he will gladly give it to you if you ask him. You pray. Ask God to give you the understandings. Go and pray in the spirit and he will open up your eyes fully. But you have so many people who went to church yesterday, don't understand one thing about what the message was all about. They understand the entertainment that they got in the motivational speech. Now, today is Monday. Did that motivational speech carry you from service to this morning. What did that motivational speech actually do for you? When you pray in the spirit and receive God's true understandings, it will carry you a lifetime. Not just for 12 hours, 24 hours, or maybe even a week until the next motivational speech. But if you don't start paying attention to what's going on in this world. Now we have this new cornea virus type deal. Of course, it started over there in the Asian countries. And now it's becoming a problem, not as big a problem, but it's becoming a problem in the States. It's like about Ebola. Ebola, in one sense, was a man-made virus. All these viruses are usually made in a laboratory and passed off. They usually start over on the other side of the world and then they filter over here to America to scare you into getting vaccinations that you don't know what's in the vaccination, but you will go and get a vaccination and not really understand what's in that particular vaccination. You have to take control of your own life. With this new virus out there, the, the richest 1% wants to downsize the world, not just America, the world. They feel there's too many people on the planet and that, well, we have to do something about this because the rich is only trying to get richer. 
We still have to have people run our businesses, but a lot of people who are not really doing anything worth keeping, they got to go. And that's how they feel about you. It's like, it's not so much white supremacy that black people need to worry about. You think about it, but you shouldn't have to worry about it because most cowards don't do nothing but talk. They're not going to touch us, but they'll do a lot of talking. But the ones that black people, brown people, and any people, really, because white people, are they're not exempt from this list. Are the scientists that's working in these laboratories. Those are the ones you need to fear of, be fear of. Because they're doing things that you don't even want to think about because they don't care what they do. And they really don't care about what who they do it to. But one thing is for sure. The black man is on that hit list. It's like a video a brother uh, posted. And I passed out. Where black people are the first people that they're trying to get rid of. When I say get rid of, I mean get rid of. Why are we so hated? Well, we just are. Can anybody answer that? I'm going to answer it for you. Our history is so great. And people don't want to, people, white folks usually don't want people to know. And you got a lot of other groups that are, it's not just white folks anymore. You have a lot of other groups that are jealous we are the people who set the trends. We are the people who start the trends. We are the people that everybody wants to emulate. That's the problem. But no one really loves the black man and black woman. Everybody has so much hate against us and it's very, very sad because there's so much hate against the people who only want to love everybody. And that's what happens sometimes. When you want to love everybody, you forget. You don't even love yourself first, but you love everybody else. And you need to learn, learn how to love yourself before you love anybody else. Learn to love your people. These are just messages that are put out, these few moments that I, I, I like to take and put out information. But I would tell anybody that the fall of America from Elijah Muhammad put out back in 1973 is a great book. It really is. Sometimes you need to read books on your own people, written by your own people. So you can somewhat have a clue as to who you are. You know, we, we, we've been in this country long enough. We can go and get our own information. We don't have to sit around here and say, well, they didn't teach us our culture. Well, it's time for you to start learning your culture, learn who you are yourself and stop waiting for somebody else to do for you. That's the whole point. Elijah Muhammad and the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan been talking about 
for over the last 60 plus years. Black people need to learn how to do for themselves. At one particular time, we were doing excellent. We were doing better when we came out of slavery than we're doing now. We had more land with fewer people than we have more people and less land in 2020. I was talking to a, a, a real estate uh, agent yesterday. I'm going to close on this, on, on this. I was talking to a real estate agent yesterday. He's selling a house in my neighborhood. We're selling a couple of houses. And he's a brother. And I was asking him, well, actually, I was telling him, I says, well, first of all, if you want to sell this particular house, this is what you're going to have to do. You're going to have to lower this price. Now, the market in my neighborhood dictates the price. Now, it's a house and it's going for like $700,000. But I told him after Christmas, you're still talking about people getting a loan. And getting approved for a $700,000 mortgage, pending on what they want down, because the people want, really, they want like 20% down. So you're asking for over $100,000 just in cash, liquid money, just for a down payment. It's a little more than that because it's 20%. I'm just giving you uh, pretty much, uh, uh, it's going to be a hundred. It's going to be over 100000 anyway. So I'm just giving you that example. Cash money. Not unless, even if you had great credit, I still think that the owners will not sell that house unless they had at least $100,000 in their physical possession. It's not going to be zero down. I'm sorry. But yes, the house is going for $700,000. And I told him, well, you're probably going to have to drop it by X amount of dollars if you really want to attract, because I had asked him, you know, how were, how was the, uh, uh, the traffic coming through yesterday? And he says, well, it was pretty, you know, it was pretty good. So the whole point of this, he says, you know, I don't know what's wrong with our people. And I says, well, you know, I feel you. I don't know what's wrong with them either. Because the, matri- the majority of the traffic that's been coming through the properties that are going for that price don't look like us. We've had some or a few, but they, uh, it ain't that many. My neighborhood is pretty much a diverse neighborhood. I live uh, pretty much around everybody. I don't live in a neighborhood where my whole uh, majority of my neighbors are uh, Caucasian and don't want me in the neighborhood. I lived in a neighborhood like that when I lived in the valley, but people were more feared of me than actually would say I had my cause of niggas calling me niggas, but they were on the go when they were saying it. They wasn't standing. Like I say, cowards are always good when you're moving, but sometimes fear, it keeps people at bay. It lets them know. I don't know this man. I don't know what this man got on his mind. I don't know what this man may do. So, I'm just going to stay away from him. And sometimes I like it that way. That means stay the fuck away from me. Because if you got negative vibes about me and don't even know me, your best bet is to stay away from me. But anyway, going back, my neighborhood is a pretty much a good, diverse neighborhood. I understand all groups that live in my neighborhood. And they don't give me no problem. 
nor my family. So I'm good on that end. Stay where you stay. I don't live in the hood like a lot of people like to call it the hood. I don't live in the hood. I live in a classic part of Los Angeles. And our homes in the classic part of Los Angeles are not cheap. They're not cheap. A regular job is not going to get you a house in my neighborhood. But the point of it is, we are not buying no matter what neighborhoods we live in. I know a, I know a guy and he was telling me that he has like nine homes in Mississippi and a laundromat. And then after we got through talking, I said, oh, I can put all nine of your homes from Mississippi into my one house and I would still come out on top. But the thing about it is you would have more land because you get more land. You just get a small, you just get a house that's not really worth anything. But you get a lot of land. And black folks do need land. So sometimes it's not so much the value, it's the land itself. But until black folks learn how to start loving each other and coming together and taking back what is rightfully theirs, we're still going to be in the same old boat. The fall of America. It ain't so much white folks. They falling too. Don't think they're not. They're falling too. You're just more publicized than you're falling. But they're falling too. Their devilish behavior, their wicked behavior, it all, uh, it all comes from the same place. And a lot of it comes from the white Jesus that's plastered on your walls. That's why black folks can't get it together because they're too busy following the white Jesus. But my brothers and my sisters, when you learn the true, the, the true meaning of Jesus, the Christ, when you learn the true Jesus, the one that's in your book and not the one that's on your wall, maybe one day you'll be able to help slow down the fall of America and start taking advantage of yourself and your people and grow and understand with your people and build with your people. Because remember, they ain't going to tell you this, but they're slowing you down. They're getting you distracted with not only with the election, but they're getting you distracted with this new cornea, whatever virus type deal they got going around. You best to believe it done came out of a Petri dish in somebody's laboratory. Peace, family. Wake up.